0: You're listening to the Make Life Epic Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, this is Jim Simcoe. Welcome to the Make Life Epic Podcast. I hope you're doing fantastic recording from my house today. So if you hear any dogs barking, birds chirping, cats fighting, uh, doorbells ringing, just know that that's just kind of how it how we roll here on a Wednesday. That's just kind of how it happens here at the Simcoe household. Um and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, it won't be too loud. Anyway, so my post today, or my, or my um, podcast today, is all about um, how to be a better man. So this is largely for the men of our audience. Um, Women, by all means, listen to it. I mean, and, and, you know, I'd love to hear your insights as well. But this is all about being a better man. It's a topic I've been thinking a lot about recently, and one that I think is um, <clears throat> really important for us all to embrace and really get into. So let's get right into it. So, Marcus Aurelius, my favorite dead dude, once said, Waste no more time arguing about what a good man should be and just be one. And I really think that everything you need to know about being a real man is summed up in that quote, right? Just be a good man and start right now. Now, I just, I wish it was that simple because right now, obviously in today's day and age, being a real man can be difficult in 2016. I mean, you you know, you got to be masculine and tough, but you have to be able to connect and show your feelings. Uh, You know, you have to be an absolute killer and just crush work, but you cannot... You know, crack an off-color joke or otherwise HR be all over you. You got to provide for your family and your kids. Um, The world is ever increasingly competitive and gets more expensive every day. So you face constant pressure at work and at home. Um, And really, and the other thing is probably the biggest thing is, is like one of the biggest things is you get too much too much fucking email, right? Like shit, even if you're a basket weaver in Bangladesh, you probably get 200 emails a day. So, so that's not something that is uh, super cool. So be, it makes, and it makes being a, a good man really difficult. And if, so if you're struggling to find meaning and purpose in your life, you spend a lot of time wondering like, look, is that all there is? Or, you know, you don't work out as nearly as much as you want. You feel overworked, underappreciated, and under, underpaid. Um, maybe you're you know, your relationship is decent, but it could be better. Your sex life is okay, you know, but you're not winning any awards either. Well, then then really understanding what to be uh, or how to be a better man is, is you know, could be important. And, and really, at the end of the day, I really, really do believe that you can create the life of your dreams. And that the light at the end of the tunnel isn't necessarily a train. So the idea here is is let's blow up the shitty parts of our life and really, really create something awesome. And just like the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers said, the Chili Peppers said, destruction leads to a very rough road, but it also breeds creation. And as anybody knows, um, I'm a huge Chili Peppers fanatic. So I always like dropping their quotes in here and there. And I really do think that as guys, we all deserve a life of purpose and meaning and fantastic sex and an awesome relationship and health and vitality, fun and adventure, life balance and freedom and control of your world. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But but I want to um, uh, uh, talk for our purposes today, really like how do we define a real man? You know, like how do we become a better man? What is a real man? What's a better man? So for the sake of this, what I really, and I spent a lot of time thinking about this, but I really think that, and I wrote this down, but a real man is a man who controls his own destiny, knows his purpose in life, and is confident in his place in the world. A real man is a great father, fantastic husband, and knows how to throw a spiral. He treats his woman with respect, reverence, and honesty. He holds the door open for everybody and isn't afraid to go after what he wants. A real man is generous And focused on success and has failed many times in his life. He always gets up and he grinds hard for what he believes. His his values are immovable and his close friends know that they can count on him. So really, really, really important is I think that the characteristics of a real man are as a a real man is confident. You know, like, like I'm talking like Muhammad Ali level confidence. So just basically believes he can do anything. And he's committed, all in on what he believes. Doesn't matter what he's doing, but you know he's all in on it. He's generous, values everyone equally, treats the CEO and the janitor exactly the same. He's very loyal, faithful to his woman, his family, his values, and his close friends. He's honest, willing to be brutal, let, uh, brutally yet tactfully honest with everybody. Uh, and is scarred up, has tons of failures, and continues to rebound. And when I think of like a scarred up man, I think of Anthony Kiedis from the Chili Peppers, a guy who's been through some shit drug hat, you know, a uh, former drug addict, et cetera, et cetera. really wears his scars proudly and has been able to rise up like a Phoenix um, into a great life. A real man is also a great father focused on a purpose and really is unafraid to be a rock star, right? So has that Tupac-esque fearlessness, walk into a room, not afraid of the spotlight, not afraid of the critics. So, so and that, and that's, that's kind of how I would think of like a real man, is. So let's let's really, you know, if you've ever felt like me, you know, and been unsure about yourself, you know, like God knows my life hasn't been my life hasn't been perfect. I mean, I've had major, major surgeries, I've you know, I'm a product of divorce, I was sexually abused, I've failed in a couple of businesses. Um I used to suffer panic attacks on a regular basis and, and shit. I mean, I watched the Patriots lose two different Super Bowls to the fucking Giants. I mean, Jesus walker well, can you catch the damn ball? Um, and I used to think on a regular basis, like, look, I'm not good enough, or I feel like a total pussy sharing my feelings, or I have no idea how to share my feelings. My guess is you could probably relate to some of that if you're a guy out there. Um, so, you know, we've all been there. I've probably been through the same shit you've been through. You've been through some, you know, stuff that I've been through. And and really, at the end of the day, the feelings and the scars are the same. So let's <coughs> let's embrace those scars, and let's get rolling. So the first thing to do with this is there are six steps on how to become a better man, how to be a better man. The very first step is to assess yourself. So assess your life right now. You know, and you don't need ten. You don't need to spend ten hours doing this or go to, uh, you know, a five day Tony Robbins seminar to to figure this out. But you ask yourself some questions like, you know, like, what would the fifteen year old version of yourself think? Would he be stoked where you are right now? Uh, or would he be like, dude, why do you sit at a desk all day? You know, are you behind or are you ahead in regards to what you want out of life? You know? So as an example for me, uh, I'm way ahead in my relationship for my wife with my wife. I never actually thought it would actually ever be this good. And I'm way behind in my net worth. I mean, I, I thought I would have been a millionaire by now and I'm, you know, just being honest, um, and completely transparent. I'm obviously not a millionaire. Um, so where are you in your life? Like, <clears throat> What are you ahead in? where are you you behind in? Ask yourself, you know, do you have life balance or are you completely overworked? You know, can you take a vacation wherever you want or do you find it hard to get away? And really the biggest question is, is on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the greatest, is how happy are you? Like, where are you in terms of happiness on a scale of one to 10? And I think that by doing a quick assessment, you really get a feeling of where you are right now in the areas you'd like to, uh, you'd like to improve. And this is a pretty simple exercise, um, This is not something that should require a ton of time. Okay, so number two is to build confidence. One of the ways of being a better man is to have ultimate confidence. And I really believe the more confident you are, the more shit you get done, and the more cool stuff comes along your way. And really, the lack of confidence is really the biggest reason people fail in life. It's not intelligence or lack of effort. It's a lack of confidence. Um, And why is this? It's because confidence, at the end of the day, inspires action. And taking action usually leads to more success than sitting around and doing nothing. And really, wouldn't you rather go into every experience saying, hey man, I got this, no problem, I got this covered. Um, And that comes from having confidence. So here's how to build confidence, a couple steps to build confidence. Um, The first and foremost is to know the captain. What I mean by this is at the end of the day, you and you alone are the captain of your ship and your life. This is your life, right? While lots of people may give you advice, remember that no one knows you as well as you do. No one has your unique DNA, and nobody knows what you're truly capable of. So act accordingly, and remember that like you're driving this, right? This is your life, you're the captain. Don't let anyone else be the captain. And, and once you recognize that you're the captain, it'll go a long way to help you build confidence. Second thing to build confidence is to shoot for success, not perfection. I've talked about this a bunch, of, and I'm going to talk about it again. Instead of trying to do everything perfectly, focus on being successful. You know, be outcome driven. So, like, you know, did I bench press 200 pounds? Not process driven. I'm going to do every rep perfectly and work out from 410 uh, to 525 every other Tuesday, right? So, the the if you're when you become process driven, it just opens you up for way more. Opportunities to make errors. Be outcome driven, because when you focus on success, everything else becomes easier. You gain back the energy that you spend on the minutia, and you're able to apply it in the right areas. So let's always shoot for success, not perf- perfection. Next thing to build confidence is to say "fuck it" more, and I'm serious about this. Like I-, I really mean it. Usually, when you say "fuck it," you're you're stepping into action, and as we said before, action tends to lead success more often than it doesn't and, and definitely more often than, than inaction. And it doesn't always work that way, but it's, it's better than doing nothing, you know, and I can give you some examples just in my own life <clears throat> when I've said like, you know, fuck it, I'm asking that girl out. I met yesterday. Well, 15 years later, I'm married to that girl. Um, in 1998, I remember saying, fuck it, I'm quitting and starting my own company. And I quit my corporate job and launched our, my entrepreneurial streak, which, you know, basically continues to this day. And it's really the best career decision I ever made. Um, uh, when I said, fuck it, you know, it's not going to kill me. That's in like 2000 when I made a decision to run a marathon, even though I've had numerous knee and back surgeries and ended up being one of the best experiences of my life. So the more you say, fuck it, you know, the more you'll be glad that you actually did. And I know that that might not be super PC, uh, awesome, uh, awesome, uh, personal (laughs) development advice, but I really do believe in it. The other thing to do is to create a highlight reel. So, what a highlight reel is, is it's the quickest way to build confidence. So, let me give you an example. So, whether you like football or know much about football or not, um, if you know anything about football, you know that Tom Brady is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play, he plays for the Patriots. But he doesn't just win Super Bowls because He's a stud quarterback. He he wins Super Bowls. I truly believe because he's confident that he can win it. He can win them, and he's confident because he's done it in the past. So he's already won four Super Bowls. Um, so he's confident that he can do it in the past because he's building on his past success, and because in in some you know in some ways he's created his own highlight reel. So here's what I mean by creating a highlight reel. It's a pretty easy exercise. Get a pad of paper and a pen, number it 1 to 100, and write down every and any successes you can think of that you've had in your life. Write down anything. Don't judge a list. Just write them down. And so it could be anything, getting elected student counsel, you know, when you're in high school, um, running a 5K, um, asking out, you know, your wife on that first date, your first job promotion um moving whatever whatever it is it doesn't even have to be you know these are not big things you you might find after you get past the first 20 30 things um it's difficult but go all the way back as far as you can remember elementary school i remember one time in elementary school um i was playing in like um peewee football and i caught my very very first pass and like i'd put that on my list because that was a success Because the idea here is that when you get to 100, you're conditioning your brain to think of you as someone who's used to being successful. So you're used to winning, you're used to being successful, and you've got a list of 100 things in front of you that tells you that that's accurate. And once you get that in your brain, your confidence will start to soar. And that is really key. So building confidence is a big, big part about uh, being a better man and being a real man. Then um, number three on our list of how to be a better man is to be loyal. And I love this quote from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I'm going to say it again, and it's called and it goes like a mama bear hugs her baby bear cubs. A dude can't lose if he lives on love, like the bark on a tree, like the skin on my knee knees. I'm standing by my blood. That's by the Chili Peppers, and it's it's and, it, and that's all about being loyal. And I think it's sad but true, but finding true loyalty in this world today can be difficult. Most people aren't loyal, and uh, and and quite honestly, it's not, a, it's not really a quality that many people aspire to. And I really think that that's total bullshit, because if you want to be a real man, you want to be a better man, you've got to be loyal in three specific areas. And those areas are your word, your woman, and your circle. Your circle is your close friends and your family. So when it comes to your word, do what you say you're going to do, and really... Don't make promises you can't you can't keep. And so what I mean by that is is you know every day we go through our lives and sometimes you know uh, people make promises that they can't keep and you know and we just tend to let it slide. And you know who really breaks their promises constantly and everyone in the world just lets it slide and nobody makes a big deal out of it? And no, I'm not talking about politicians. I'm talking about actual real people with souls and hearts and brains, not, uh, uh, not those knucklehead figureheads. But this is something that probably happened to you today or, or you've seen happen to you today. So who is this? Who is this who breaks their word every single day? Here's what it is. People who are late. Yeah, that's right. So when people are late, They break their word every time they do it. Every time someone tells you they're going to be somewhere at nine and they show up at 10 past nine, five past nine, quarter past nine, they're breaking their word. Okay. If I tell you I'm going to be there at one and I show you at 10 and I show up at 10 past, I have broken my word to you. Now, you may not mind it or notice it, but at the end of the day, I committed to 1 p.m. and I didn't do what I committed doing. I broke my word. This happens all the fucking time and nobody ever makes a big deal out of it which is, which is, I think is ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves is like people who are late because I'm never late. I don't care what's going on. Just, it's very, very, very rare that I'm late because it's just part about keeping your word and, and being a guy who keeps his word is so crucial in this day and age. And you can start by showing up on time. So, so always be loyal to your word. Okay. The other thing to be loyal to, be loyal to your woman. Treat her right. Don't cheat on her. I know this is obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, don't cheat on her. And cheating can take many forms. I'm not just talking about physical. I'm talking about the flirting or don't do anything you wouldn't totally be comfortable doing in front of your woman. You know, if you really want to be a real man, a real man, a real man is faithful to his woman. You got to be faithful to your, to your woman. And if your relationship isn't any good, and you know you you want to cheat, well, shit, get out of the relationship first. Then do it, go do what you, what you want. And you know, and, and I'm not proud to say it, but I've done it both ways. And and you know, in relationships I had prior uh, to my wife, I've had girlfriends and I've cheated on them, and I'm ash- I'm embarrassed and ashamed to admit it. But it was, but it's true. I mean, um, I mean, I was a total idiot in my 20s, and I really regret some of those things. And, you know, I sort of, as I got older out of there, um, if I knew a relationship wasn't gonna work out, I'd wait, you know, I would I would try to w- wait until we'd broken up before I hooked up with anyone else. So, you know, not an, exactly a knight in shining ar- armor, but definitely better than before. I mean, and, you know, cheating on your woman can take many forms. Like if you're just flirting with someone at work, or you're sending, you know, flirty emails to somebody on Facebook, or you're conversing with an ex-girlfriend, just the way to look at it is like, could I do this in front of my wife? Could I do this in front of my woman, um, and would I be okay with her seeing everything that was going on? And so that's kind of how I, you know, I try to live. And 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 I've had certain circumstances. She's probably like you, where you know, an ex girlfriend will you know hit you up on Facebook and be like, "Oh, how you doing?" It gets kind of really flirty, and and I just you know kind of like. Uh, you know, kind of, you know, you got to diffuse the situation. I remember one time I had a girlfriend, ex-girlfriend hit me up on Facebook and said something that was a little suggestive that, that, you know, was a little bit more than a friendly comment. And I was just like, oh Jesus, you know, like, what do I do about that? Do I tell my wife? Do I not? I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but on the same, same token, like, like I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable not Letting her know, so I did tell her. I mean, I told her, and I was like, "Look, you know, this is what this person wrote," and I was like, "You know," and I showed her. You know, I was like, "Look, I'll show you the message. I don't care." And she was like, "I don't." She's like, "I don't care about that." And I appreciate you telling me or whatever, but it ended up not being, you know, obviously that big a deal. But I felt I didn't want to not let my woman, you know, my wife, know what was going on. So being faithful to uh, your woman is really, really key. And then also, you know, like look, if it comes to, as it comes to when it comes to kids. If you have them, uh, you got to be loyal to them. And I know loyalty might be a strange word to use uh, when it comes to being a good dad, but here's the deal. Kids don't usually want things. They want to spend time with you, right? They'd rather spend time with you than anything else. My youngest daughter, Noah, would rather sit on the floor with me playing um, Lego store with me than rather do anything else. And Lego store is a game that that, uh, you know, we made up in play. So the idea here is to be loyal to, to your kids and choose them over almost everything else, over watching TV, over Sports Center, going out with the guys, whatever. The, where this comes up a lot is if they've got something at school, um, whether it's a play or it's just like some reading that they're going to do or whatever, and you have a meeting uh, or you're just busy at work. Well, while you're busy at work, I can guarantee you that whatever you're working on that project, that meaning, whatever is not important as your kid seeing you in the audience and being excited that you're there. And I really, really believe that there's not really anything at work that um, ever keeps me away from seeing my kids stuff at their school it just, just, it's really important to me. And I'd really challenge you to be like, Hey, be as loyal to your kids as possible. Choose them first and be loyal to your role as their dad. You know, and if you're lucky enough to have kids like me, um, you know, it's really an honor bestowed upon us from God. So let's not squander it. You know, be there for them. Try not to miss anything that's important to them. Um, and even if it's even if it's just the play they're putting on, on after dinner, don't just run off and check your email. Um, you know, and after having two daughters, I can honestly say the most, part of being, most important part of being a dad is just showing up. Okay, so let's talk about being loyal to your circle. So your circle is a small group of friends and family that are most important to you. And it really doesn't have to be the ones you're biologically closest to either. So I'm way closer and would do anything for uh, my friend Johnny, who I've known for three years, than I would for my uncle Johnny, who's really been sort of a shitty uncle since I was born. And, you know, sorry, mom, I know he's your brother, but he's kind of a dick. So being loyal to your circle is really, really important. Don't judge them. Always be ready and willing to help them no matter what, because they're probably there for you in the, in the same way. And when we talk about close friends, I, I really think that there should be like no more than three or four friends, close friends, that if they called you and needed something, you drop everything to help them out and vice versa. No questions asked, you know, anything more than any, any more than that. And then just Facebook friends or just acquaintances. So, you know, here's an example, like, you know, like if, if <clears throat> I won't use last names, but if John Scott, Jim, or Brian called me and said, Hey, I'm stuck in a Mexican prison. I need uh, $2,000, $20,000 bail right now. And I need help. Uh, we also might need to bear, bury a body. Uh, I would be like, dude, I'll be there in three hours and I'll bring a shovel, you know, cause you gotta be loyal to your circuit, your, your circuit, your circuit, your circle. And you gotta know who you'd be, you know, who's there, you can count on, but then also who's there that knows that they can count on you. So, uh, and it's the right thing to do. And it's really like a big part of being a real man and being a better man is being loyal. Number four and how to be a better man is to be honest. You know, Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson said, honesty is the first chapter in the book of wisdom. And, uh, I know you're probably blown away that I actually didn't use yet another chili peppers quote, but, uh, yeah, when we, tj instead so a real man i really think a real man is honest in all situations honest but tactful so you don't have to be you know a dick about it but you definitely have to be honest and and one of the nice things about being honest is that you never really have to remember what you said you know it really allows you to be a little bit lazy which is kind of cool um and and sometimes it's not so easy to be honest and you may think that you know just telling us small quick lies isn't a big deal but it is you know it will um usually always will come back to bite you so don't do it. It's better to be honest and deal with the short-term consequences than deal with the long-term consequences. And I always uh, say that you know to remember that cutting corners is always the long way around. So be honest in everything you do, and it goes along with like keeping your word. Just be honest with people, with everybody that you're that you're uh, dealing with. So that's number four, and that's a pretty easy one. I'm not going to belabor that point anymore. I think you get what I'm saying there. Um, number five is to be physically fit and to be strong. And look, you can be gym strong, or you, and I mean gym strong, like G Y M strong—or you can be functionally strong. And so, being functionally strong, which is what we really want to go for, is that it means that any given moment you could pick up and carry somebody safety, you know, carry someone to safety from a burning building. You know, you could run a five k. You could play two hoops, two hours of hoops without dying. You know, you could wrestle with your kids um, without gasping for, for breath. So go for being functionally strong. And, and I've talked about this in the past, but for my money, the absolute best workout you can do on a regular basis to get functional strength is CrossFit. And before you automatically think that CrossFit is for powerlifting aggro lunkheads, just listen for a second. Because... It really does work on a, a bunch of different levels. Combines strength and power with flexibility, and endurance, and you can get a you know the five biggest benefits for CrossFit in my experience is that you can get an awesome workout in in sixty minutes, right? Tons of variety. Every workout is different from the last, so you don't you'll never get bored, and every workout combines flexibility, strength, stamina, endurance. And uh, number four is that good CrossFit coaches like ours at CrossFit Society really make sure that you're always in the right body position when you're lifting so you don't get hurt, which is really, really key. And then it's also cool, number five, is is that you keep score and you write your results on the board at the end of every class. So it's always nice to see how you did so you can track your improvement. Probably the thing that I love the best about CrossFit from being a guy who's pretty busy during the day, excuse me, I'm drinking some water, and has tons of obligations and just tons of shit going on at any given moment is – when I step into the CrossFit gym for one hour, I don't think about email. I don't think about work. I don't think about anything except what I'm doing. And I also never have to worry about what I'm doing because somebody is telling me what to do. And it is and if and if I forget what they say or if I don't understand it, it's written on the board behind me. So if I'm doing a hang power clean. Uh, Combined with a squat, uh, squat press, or whatever, like i the, everything is right there on the board. I see how many reps I'm supposed to be doing and how long I'm supposed to be doing them for. So it's just awesome. You can just kind of turn your brain off and just power through a workout. And you see exactly what you need to do. So I really, really recommend CrossFit. And then um, I'll put a couple of links in the show notes here. But I did, we did a. Uh, a podcast with Blake Bender and Eric DePaula of CrossFit Society. So I'll put a link there. Um, also, one of the really cool sites that I like, I've uh, been really into recently is nerdfitness.com, which is really cool fitness. It's a cool fitness site for guys like us. So it's kind of like meathead head-free. Um, and then there's a great article I'll put a link to, written by Henry Henry Ronald, Henry Rollins, the punk dude, and it's all about weightlifting. And uh, it's called iron and soul. It's awesome. It's a quick read too. So I'll put those links in the, in the, in the show notes for you. Um, So that's number five is to be functionally strong. So number six, which is uh, a topic I've talked about in the past. And I think is also super important is to master, to really be a better man and to be a real man. You have to master your relationship, master sex in your relationship. And I've written about this topic in great detail, so, I'm going to kind of keep it brief. I did write an ebook called How to Master Love, Sex, and Relationships. I'll put a link in the show notes there if you want to grab it. But for right now, uh, uh, here's a primer of what you need to know. So, first, some sweeping generaliz- generalizations about being a guy in a relationship. Uh, and these are just totally stereotypical. But my guess is, is that you're not naturally inclined to share your feelings with your girl, right? That's the first thing is that you're not naturally inclined to share your feelings with your girl. And number two, that pisses your girl off on a regular basis and she wishes you did share your feeling. So, uh, so if this is you, don't sweat it. You're not alone. I'm right there with you. And, and, and there is, you know, there is an answer. I, I, I think that, um, you know, like, uh, my wife, if she was angry yeah, when I passed away and, and uh, you know she'd write on my death, you know she'd write on my um, headstone, she'd write, "Here lies Jim Simcoe. This guy said pretty cool a lot and never really shared a ton of feelings. That's what she would write if, uh, if, uh, if she was mad. But, um, but anyway, so sharing your feelings is a big thing. So, but you know what I've seen with my relationship and other relationships that I think that are really great relationships, whether it's friends or family, and this is regardless of whether it's a brand new relationship, Um, or it's an older relationship. Like, uh, you know, my brother is significantly younger than I am, um, in his early twenties, has a pretty good relationship with his girlfriend. And then I can think of people in their sixties and seventies have a great relationship, but here are the things that great relationships have in common. Uh, the first is balance, right? So you're both independent and also like being together. You don't have to spend every waking moment with each other. So as an example, I know that you have a friend on Facebook who has a new boyfriend or has a new girlfriend, and every single one of their, pic- they they post three or four pictures a day of them eating, or them laughing, or them walking through the rain, and like that person has just completely vanished from your life because they're spending their entire time with each other. Well, I think that that is crazy, and I think it's incredibly unhealthy. I saw it happen with somebody, one of my friends recently, and, uh, um, and and I've just seen this woman just get so wrapped up in her new boyfriend that like if anything ever happens with them they have a problem like she's got nowhere to go because she's blown out, you know she's blown out all of her friends already and just not around anymore so you got to have balance best relationships have balance you know you can be independent but you also like being together you don't have to spend every waking moment with one in, with one another um, another thing great relationships have in common is respect so you respect her and she respects you. Uh, obviously it doesn't mean you can't get into some really fun role play sex. It just means that you respect each other. You know, you respect everything about each other. And I think that that's key. Like if you don't have respect in your relationship, then that relationship's not going to, uh, not going to go very far. So, um, having respect, sorry, drinking more water, having respect is really key. Uh, another thing that great relationships have in common is connection. So you're able to connect on a quality basis, not quantity. And you both understand that a solid 10 minutes of connection is better than three hours uh, being distracted together, watching a movie and not talking. So being able to connect on a quality basis is really, really key. And I see great relationships uh, are able to do that. And I know how difficult that becomes if you're running your own business or if you've got kids um, or if you've got, you know, a pretty demanding job, but being able to connect is, is crucial in a great relationship. Um, Here's another one that I don't think that most people would think of is um, phones, smartphones, being able to kill your smartphone. So I don't really have a really eloquent way to say this. I wish I did. But I would say that great relationships don't let the distraction of smartphones come between them. So what I mean by that is like when you're together, your phone's not always out. You know, you're not always on ESPN.com or Facebook and she's not always on Instagram. You know, you've got the ability, you have the ability to put the damn phone down and be together, which allows you to connect, which also shows respect and also gives you a little balance to your life. So great relationships are not when people are just sitting together on the phone both staring at a screen. So uh, kill your phone when you're with your girl as much as you possibly can. All right, so I'm going to give you the answers to the test. So the test is how can you dramatically change your relationship for the better in less than an hour? Okay. So I do not believe in quick fixes. I do not believe in get rich, get rich quick schemes or any of that. But I gotta say, this one actually works. Okay, so here's what you do: get together with your woman, your girl, your wife, your lover, whatever you want to call her, her partner. Go somewhere quiet where you can talk, go get coffee, whatever, do it at your house, doesn't matter where you do it. And ask her these two questions because they'll ultimately change your relationship for the better. Her answers, the questions are, what is the most important thing to you in our relationship? And what is the least important thing to you in our relationship? And quite simply, these two questions allow you to understand what you should be focusing on and what you don't have to worry about. Okay? And if you don't know the answers to these two questions, then you're flying blind, dude. Like, you got to know those answers. And I can't tell you how long I went without asking these questions or getting an understanding of these questions. And really, the easy way to do it is just to ask, right? Because you're going to get the answers. And my guess is you're going to be really surprised with what those answers are. Um, some examples, you know, like I, I posted this survey out before on facebook and and i got some great examples back and one you know one of them was like hey that we do one day a week just me and you i don't care what it is i just want to do something simple and hang out So it doesn't have to be some crazy expensive dinner some crazy uh crazy date you know this woman just wanted to hang out uh another woman in in writing what's the least important thing to you in our relationship she said um, while I like that you get me flowers, I'd really just appreciate it if you emptied the dishwasher every day. That'd be so much better, and I'd know you were actually thinking about my needs. And really, you know, like that blows my mind because I picture like her husband stopping home on the way from work, spending 20 bucks, waiting for flowers, getting it all set, you know, bringing it home, making sure it doesn't spill all over the car, they don't get crushed with a briefcase and everything else, bringing it in, giving it to his wife, and she and her being like, cool. When really that dude could have got a lot more impact by just spending five minutes and emptying the dishwasher. So ask these questions: What is the most important thing in our relationship to you? What is the least important thing to you in our relationship? And and you'll they'll they'll, it goes a long way. It'll make your relationship a thousand times easier, right? And because you may have no idea what makes your girl happy. Um, You know, God knows I was clueless. I mean, you know, and I'm a relatively you know, normal dude. And so if I'm clueless, I'm assuming you might be someone clueless too. So ask her, um, and and you, you want to talk about an area of making sea change and just being awesomeness, man. It's, that's just a fantastic thing. And then what are the other cool things is like, so if you ask somebody and they say, you know, what's the most important thing to your, to you in our relationship. And she says, well, I want you to get me gifts. I want you to get me expensive jewelry, blah, blah, blah. Well, you might know that, you know, and the least important thing to her is sex. You might be like, well, Jesus, you know, this is the wrong relationship. I don't want to stay in this relationship. So, you know, you'll, you'll know ahead of time. So ask those questions. Super, super easy. Um, all right. Shifting gears, talk about sex a little bit here. Um, and the, the thing about, the thing about sex and no one ever really wants to talk about this stuff. So. But I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it very, very briefly. And again, I wrote about it so you can get the link and you can read more about it. But there, there are three simple ways to make your sex life more awesome. And the first one is, is to start foreplay early. Know what your girl values. Knows, know what's most important to her. Do that on a regular basis and you'll build up enough sexual momentum to really connect and ultimately have better sex with her more often. So if you know she loves having the dishwasher empty, well, guess what? Empty that damn dishwasher like a motherfucker. Because you know that it's, 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 it's a good thing. Number two, schedule sex dates. I know that this sounds crazy. But look, if either of you has a job, if you have kids, um, any other kind of life, you look, you're probably pretty busy. And there's probably plenty of times you'd probably like to have sex, both of you. But your schedules just don't align. So keep it simple and schedule a weekly sex date during a time that works for both of you. Maybe on a Tuesday at lunch you you know you you meet at the house or Wednesday night after going to the gym or um uh, some other time when the kids are at school if you have kids it does just doesn't matter when you do it, but just that you you um um uh, you get that on the calendar and I really think that that is really really key because you know like so many times that's something that is really important to fostering connection or relationship, but if you don't do it on a regular basis you know. Your relationship wanes. So schedule some time to do it. You know, if she's with you, she obviously likes having sex with you. So let's, let's, uh, let's, you know, let's get it on the calendar. Um, third thing is that the more you talk about sex, uh, the better your sex life will become. So that may also seem a little counterintuitive, but, but it's true. And the key here is to really get into the mindset of each other and really understand what your views and beliefs are about sex so that you can forge a deeper connection, enjoy a sex life that's even better than you can imagine. So again, an easy way to do this is just sit down and talk to her and say like, look, you know, like tell her that you're more interested in making her even more happy in the bedroom and, and, and why you want to have a deeper connection with her and, and then ask her these questions. So here you go. Um, and this will be in the show notes too, but ask her these questions about sex. Like, what do you like? What don't you like? What really turns you on? What time of day is better for you? Like, you know, when would you, when would you uh, most likely want to fool around? And then also, when are you, when are you least likely wanting to, to fool around? Because I think that what that does is it kind of gives you the answer to the test. So, like, so let's, let's say you're like a typical guy and you don't care when you have sex. But your wife is more interested in having sex at night and can't stand morning sex. Well, wouldn't you want to know that? Wouldn't that be something that's important to you? Um, And the logic on this is really, really, really simple in the sense that the more info you know, the easier it will be for you to develop a deep connection and and a great sex life with your, you know, with your woman. And one of the really cool things about this is um, you may find out some really cool stuff uh maybe some stuff you wanted to try and and you know we're afraid to bring up and afraid to ask and now that's on the table and now holy shit that's like that's like find out the red hot chili peppers need a backup singer for the next gig and you're it and it's the freaking Super Bowl show, halftime show. I mean that is just epic. It'd just be awesome. So ask the questions and 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 you know share answers back and forth and that will really help you develop that deeper connection because this is one one of the biggest and most important things about being a real man is really having those deep connections with the woman and treating her with respect and really being a real man. Like a real man is, is totally okay with sharing his feelings. is okay with crying and is, and, uh, and, being in touch with his emotions, but can be strong as fuck too. He can bench press 200 pounds and play two hours of basketball and knows the, you know, the rudimentary moves of Krav Maga. Like this is all about being a real man. So, and really, you know, to close this out, the time to start is right now. Let's get rolling. Like let's, this is life is short, right? You hear that all the time. Like it really is. You know, I'm noticing that now as I'm about to turn 46, like life is short. So look at these things and, and, assess yourself like where are you right now start working on building your confidence be loyal to your family your circle and your word be honest uh develop strength and be strong and master sex and relationships like look let's go dude i mean it is time it is time the world is in dire need of more real men out there and uh you know we're all on that path we're all trying to become better men so i'd love to hear from you too feel free to email me at jim at epic with some ideas or some comments on this or comment, uh, uh, on the, on the, on the site. I'd love to see what other things you think are important to being a real man, because God knows I'm like you and and I'm a student of life and, and I'm trying to be a better man every day. And, and, uh, sometimes I'm really successful and sometimes I'm not, and I, I can learn as much from you and and from you out there that, you know, that, that you can learn, uh, for me, we're all we're all in this together. We're all, you know, trying to do great things together. So let's go out there and, and let's just be the best men we possibly can. So I appreciate you listening. Uh, this has really been a fun podcast to record, and uh, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for checking out the Make Life Epic podcast. Check us out online at MakeLifeEpic and I hope you have a fantastic day. Look forward to talking to you soon.